Welcome to Bariatric Business Accelerator, the podcast dedicated to busy weight loss practitioners and their teams who want to systematize, simplify, and accelerate the growth of their existing or new weight loss practice. I'm your host, Carol Clark, and I am excited today to talk about a topic that comes up all the time with medical weight loss practices, but particularly weight loss surgery practices. Competition is pretty stiff out there, and so one of the things that's really important to understand and to streamline is your conversion from initial inquiry to surgery. So that's how I like to measure my return on investment for any marketing efforts is not only a qualified lead coming in, but is it really being converted uh, if they're an appropriate candidate and it's the right thing to a weight loss surgery patient. So that's how I like to measure mine. Uh, But there's a lot of steps along the way that contribute to whether or not this is a smooth and efficient process or whether you end up with a lot of leads that perhaps aren't qualified, that drop through the cracks, that create frustration for the patient and for your team. So we're gonna talk a bit about how to streamline this and how to really take a a look at this, a deeper dive into this. So there are some definite ways to improve this and a lot of them you probably know off the top of your head, but oftentimes we can complicate it with way too many, more than one software system, maybe not involving the team all the way, having one person responsible for everything. There's so many different steps along the way. But really, you wanna follow some specific steps in order to make sure that this is a efficient and streamlined process because we want to, of course, increase uh, the likelihood of you getting qualified leads, making sure that they are tracked properly and if they are a good candidate that they get into the office in a timely manner for their initial consult and then uh, to surgery because if that's not happening in your practice either they're getting frustrated and going somewhere else or they may just drop the whole process uh, entirely and just keep popping up from time to time so let's go ahead and dive into this and so for your conversion we want to take a look at a few different things the first is to make sure Uh, that you have the right team on board. Because even if you have the best marketing tactics out there and you're getting tons of qualified leads, that's like throwing the pitch, but then you have to have a team that takes it and makes it a full home run if appropriate. So that's what's really important. So not only getting qualified leads, but also uh, having a team that can take that and turn it into a home run, something that's great for your practice that results in a great experience for the patient. So they wanna tell all their friends and family and uh, be a testimonial for you. So uh, anyhow, that's the big picture. But the first step is really to have the right team on board and clearly communicate your desired outcome. So what that means is that the surgery practice needs to know exactly what type of clients do you want to attract? What are the ones that you want to work with? For It's different for every practice. Some just want typical insurances, Medicare, Medicaid, your uh, private payers, that sort of thing. Other people wanna focus on a self-pay clientele. Some people wanna focus on sleep gastrectomies, other gastric bypass, different procedures that are involved. Some wanna do balloons. Someone love doing revisions and that's really what they want to do. Some want to do laparoscopic, some want to do robotics. So you need to know exactly who it is that you want to attract and what it is that you're trying to get. You also need to know what do you want your desired surgery volume to be. So you can pick a number, you know, I want 
500 this year. But if you're at 50, then that's going to be a large jump, but we can get there. You just need to work through this process, but know what your desired weight loss surgery volume is. Take a look at then at how many leads do you have coming in? Who's coming into the practice? And then of those people that are coming in that are qualified leads, how many are turning into a consultation and a surgery? So we wanna see what that is. Are you having to get 10 leads for one surgery? Are you only getting four leads for one surgery? Are you getting two leads for one surgery? How is that whole process working? Because that's essentially your conversion rate. Many people uh, calculate their conversion rate in a variety of ways. The important thing is to be consistent. For me, I really like to have how many people, if I can, how many people are coming in as qualified leads and then how many of those are turning into surgeries. Some people like to change it up and do from consult to surgery, but that's usually a, a much higher number. But if you can track that, it can also uh, really identify um, uh, a lot of, it can really increase your surgical volume. For example, I was working with a practice and they were really, um, kind of upset because less people were, they had less leads coming in and which can be a problem depending on how we're measuring this, but it can be a big problem. But the reality was their number of surgeries were actually going up. And that was because we had modified so many things along the way and with their marketing tactics. So that less leads coming in actually resulted in more cases because the leads were more their ideal patient. They were better qualified. The system uh, for getting them through that process was so much more streamlined. Roles were identified. Uh, patients were communicated with uh, well. They were happy happy, the team was much more happy. So you can take something and your conversion rate can actually, yes, affect, of course, your surgical volume. So I digress a little bit there, but we want to make sure we have the right team on board who's going to make this a home run for you. And uh, who's your ideal patient? Uh, what size, sorts of leads are you getting? How many are you getting right now? What's that typical con typical conversion from getting those qualified leads into uh, actual number of cases? And then uh, we look at what's your conversion rate right now? And what do you want it to be? I am usually, I'm not really happy unless I like a conversion rate of like 75 to 80%. And you might say, oh my gosh, Carol, that's next to impossible. I've seen it higher. I've seen it definitely lower. But if you get this system down pat, you can actually get to a higher conversion rate and it ends up being a beautiful thing, uh, especially if you're able to satisfy the patient, make sure things are happening, making sure that you are keeping track all the way along the way and you can keep people on track rather than falling through the cracks. So conversion rates, a big thing, I guess, is my bottom line. Um, as you start to go through this, you'll see there's certain bottlenecks that are occurring and then you work out a plan to make a change to that and you simplify it and you look at uh, perhaps Perhaps it's a, a misappropriation of team members. Maybe you need some doing other things within there. Maybe it's your system of how you're tracking it. Maybe there's no tracking. Maybe it's a lack of uh, a responsible team member. Maybe it's a lack of accountability, a lack of measuring your uh, key metrics. Maybe you're not even sure what your conversion rate is right now and no judgment. If you don't, then let's figure out, you know, figure out what it is right now. And then um, if it's a 30% conversion rate, then what, what's going on? Are you getting the wrong leads? Are we losing them through the process? What is the issue that's going on? So we want to make sure that we have that very well defined. The next thing, once you have that uh, right team in place and um, 
you are clearly communicate your desired outcomes in terms of your total number of cases, what that looks like in terms of how many leads you have to have coming in, how many consults you need to be doing in order to do your volume of surgery. We have all those numbers down pat. We need to make sure then that we are attracting the right patients. Who is it, who is it that you want to serve? So that gets back to your messaging. What are your uh, ways that pe people are finding you, paid and organic? What are the ways they're finding you? And then we want to make sure that there's a really simple, simple inquiry process. So we may need to simplify the inquiry process, which is step three. So for that, what I mean is sometimes they may find out about you, but it's so hard to get through to someone at your office, or it's so hard to figure out what's the next step, or maybe it's only a phone call and they're inquiring in the middle of the night. Maybe there's no way they prefer text, but all you can do is phone or email. There's lots of different ways to, uh, to, uh, to take a look at that, but you want to make sure that you're simplifying the patient process so they can actually reach out to you and they can become put into your timeline, into your funnel, into your process for your practice. The other thing is to personalize your follow-up. There's automation, which I love automation, but there also has to be a balance of personalization with that. So you can do that to a certain degree with uh, automation, but it does require someone in your practice who is nurturing these patients. You may say, Carol, my team is on the phone all the time. But we can kind of, you need to kind of balance that so that they are there during the times when the patients, initially especially, where they're developing that initial, uh, really that first impression of your practice. And they're really identifying that, wow, this practice really cares about me and they want to help me get through this whole process because it's confusing to me. So we want to co combine automation and personalization, but make sure that personalization is there, especially at the beginning as they're figuring out what requirements are necessary for their insurance or what the next step is if they're a self-pay patient. Then as they're getting their things, we can keep up with them, but then it's heavier at the beginning and at the end, in my opinion. Uh, so that's that step. The next one is to, uh, like I say, personalize prompt follow-up, uh, which is usually at the beginning and then all the way through, but specifically at the beginning and the end. Then uh, the next step is to systematize ongoing patient tracking and communication back and forth with them. So you want to make sure you have a way to do that. Leverage technology for a seamless uh, existence, a seamless process as possible. Keeping things HIPAA compliant, communication all in one place. I don't, I like to have uh, anyone at the practice uh, being able to kind of peek in and see where someone is in the process. They can answer their questions quickly. Uh, we can also, depending on the how busy your practice is, it can be streamlined to a couple of people uh, or a small team. Uh, there's lots of different ways to do that, but it all is sort of volume dependent. And then lastly, monitoring your metrics. How is your conversion rate changing? How is your number of cases increasing? Is it the right types of cases that you have increasing? Are there certain marketing uh, methodologies that are paying off more than others? Which one can we uh, do more of and less of others? We want to make sure that we're balancing those finances as well so that you're not paying a fortune for a, a particular case that you're actually you know, losing money on. Uh, it's not just about the money, but it's a it's a business um, and it's your practice needs to be able to survive. So in summary, so that you have it, the main seven steps, and I've written blogs about this as well. I'll put the link down below. Um, first is to get the right team on board and communicate what your desired outcome is in terms of types of patients, volume, that sort of thing. Attract the right patients with your marketing is the second step. Third is to simplify that inquiry process making sure that patient always knows the next step and how to reach out to you and your team, that they are in good hands. Uh, next, to personalize your prompt follow-up when you get a new lead and throughout that process. 
Fifth is to systematize ongoing patient tracking and communication. Uh, sixth is leveraging technology, which helps with number five, uh, to make sure it is uh, an enjoyable process for your team and for them and something that's not uh, totally confusing or um, something where people are just falling through the cracks right and left. And then the seventh one is definitely to monitor your metrics. So improving your conversion rate can make all the difference in the world. I encourage you to focus on these steps that I just uh, outlined for you. If you're not a member of Baratree Business Accelerator, consider joining. And if you just have questions or something that you want to run by me, uh, you can always reach out to me, Carol, K-A-R-O-L, at weightlosspracticebuilder.com. I always look forward to that. Uh, but really, the way to have a deeper dive is either one-on-one -on -one, uh, work together or uh, membership is a great way to get access to tons of resources uh, as well as my time uh, each month as uh, too, and lots of marketing, all the different systems that need to be in play in your practice. So uh, you can learn lots more about everything at weightlosspracticebuilder.com, lots of free resources at weightlosspracticebuilder.com forward slash free. And I can't wait until our next conversation. Thanks so much and have a great day.